there's so much here to want to run your business the right way right. above and beyond. Hey, let's not miss some advantageous cost of capital and pay more in interest rate or get lower leverage just because I'm not feeling out the market. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Fregnito. We have a special guest today, Tim Malazzo. How are we doing today, Tim? Hey, Aaron, doing great. How are you? Excellent, my friend. Thanks for coming on here. I wanted to have you on the podcast today because um, you're not just your normal banker or lender. You're actually developing a technology and, and really improving a space, which is the the borrowing space. I borrow capital to buy real estate. I work with different banks and they're not all created equal. And any savvy investor needs to shop around for the, the best cost of money, the best bank for their needs, just like you shop around for a piece of real estate. Um, so talk to me more about what you do and what your company uh, does to help uh, investors like us. Yes. Um, thanks so much for having me on, Aaron. Really appreciate everything you're doing, educating real estate investors of uh, various stages. Um, you can think of me as a financing guy from New Jersey, um, and you wouldn't be wrong. You can also think of me as a tech entrepreneur, and you won't be wrong either. Uh, so my story is that we're bringing a, a platform to market in commercial real estate financing, which newer investors may expect, hey, you know, this is the way financing should work, right? Like you can go to a portal and you can see what different financing options are available and, you know, choose the best lender based on uh, the interest rate and the terms and, you know, what other borrowers have said about the experience working with us. You may think that exists in commercial real estate if you're just getting in. And those that have been in here for a while know, no, that actually has not existed in our industry. Like this is like an offline process where you have to develop these relationships and it's really hard to find the right lender. We're trying to bring this common sense innovation to commercial real estate finance, which is transparency about financing options, learn about what you're getting into before you have to sign up with a lender. Mm. No, I love that because it, it is, uh, right now I'm buying a primary residence and of course I buy about three apartment buildings a year. So I'm dealing with, you know, kind of regular primary loans, although the way I pay myself, I actually don't qualify for your average FHA loan. I'm a harder guy to underwrite. Banks don't like me. I pay myself. You and me both, Aaron. You and oh me both. Oh my gosh. Boy, I pay myself to refinance of real estate. I'm like, come on, the money's coming in. They're like, well, that's debt. I'm like, no, that's money in my bank account, my friend, based on solid assets. Never mind. It's a whole other podcast. But so, you know, so the way you qualify for a residential loan is completely different than how you qualify for a commercial loan. Yeah. I am amazed sometimes the banks that give us commercial loans with, with many zeros behind them. Uh, based on the assets, based on our relationship, based on our real estate owned and our track record as investors and borrowers. It's very complicated. It's very relationship based. And uh, it took a while to get here and actually qualify yeah. for those loans. And, and so it, explain to me a little bit more how you make it easier for a guy like me to, to get commercial loans. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, it is a great thing to have strong relationships with lenders that you've done business with. That's a great signal um, because that means that you've done the right thing as a borrower and you know you haven't gone wrong. Uh, also working with a lender and knowing that they're gonna hold up their end of the bargain. They're not gonna retrade you at the last minute. They're not gonna cut loan proceeds. They're not gonna screw you over uh, when you're doing a deal. That's a great thing. Um, but there are hundreds 
or thousands of lenders, commercial mortgage lenders out there, you may be doing a different sort of deal in a different spot of a different size. You may be tapped out with your local bank because they can only lend you know, so much to so many people and then they need to diversify. There are so many reasons where you may be looking for your next lender or you just wanna see, hey, I trust this guy and I can take this, this loan at this leverage and this interest rate, but is there something better out there? you should always be looking for your next source of capital as a real estate investor, whether you're brand new, whether you're scaling and heck the biggest real estate funds don't always work with one lender. They are, they are constantly making the lenders compete for their business. And that's the only way to keep it honest. And that's the only way to get market rate financing. The best the market can offer you time after time is let the market make you offers. And we facilitate offers for debt financing in the easiest way so far for this industry. You enter information about the loan you're seeking and the property address, and it, we're not reinventing underwriting. We're making it so that multiple lenders can compete for your business without you doing extra work. Um, and we make it easy for the lenders as well. That's the role of our platform, StackSource. We make it easy for both the borrowers and the lenders so the market gets a little bit more efficient. An efficient market means better cost of capital for borrowers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's the, the name of uh, invested properly as well is making sure that your cost of money is not overriding your the value of the deal. You know, I mean, a lot of investors in this business who are really great at sourcing deals, keeping their costs down on construction, working with management companies to get a, get a property leased up properly. And, you know, they'll go to Home Depot and they'll shop around. They'll save 98 cents on, on this and that. And and I, you know, I agree it's important to keep your costs down and, and keep a well-run, tight-knit business as we try to do every day, Seth Martinez and, and I. But um, then it comes to money. And a lot of these guys, you know, I'm like, well, what are you paying for? And they're 18% or something. I'm like, my buddy gave me a loan and I'm just going to give him back. Like he gave me a hundred grand. I'm going to give him back 150 at the end of the year. I'm like, uh, that's illegal, actually, the amount of interest you're paying or, you know, I, I run into people all the time and they're just like, well, I don't want to deal with a bank or I don't want to deal with this or that. Or I, I don't know, I applied to one bank and they turned me down and it's just a way and they're paying out the wazoo for capital. And I'm like, well, how's your credit score? Like, good. How's your income? Like, OK. And like, well, you know, you can get much cheaper money. And this the, the process is daunting. It's expensive. Right. There's costs sometimes. And. Um, so what's, is there a fee to uh, sign up and apply on your site or how does that work for the borrower? Yeah, um, typically no, there's no, and, and never no, never is there a fee on the front end. Um, so the way StackSource works is very similar in business model and in fees to the way it would be working with a traditional commercial mortgage broker. Um, a couple of differences, uh, and, and but that model is we take a small percentage of the loan as an origination fee at closing. We're getting paid out of the loan proceeds. You're not cutting a check to StackSource to start the process for you or anything like that. Um, we are a little bit different than a traditional commercial mortgage broker in a couple of ways. Um, one is on the fee side. I don't know if you know this, Aaron, or if you do and you're savvy enough, I don't know if all your listeners would know this, but in residential real estate, it's illegal for a, a mortgage broker to say, get an extra fee under the table from the lender. Mm -hmm. But in commercial real estate and commercial mortgage brokerage, it is not illegal. And it happens to be common so that your mortgage broker that's supposed to be getting going out to market and getting you the best loan, they may be bringing you the loan where the lender's kicking them a little something, something. And that's, that is something that we never do at StackSource. So we have a transparency, we have a StackSource guarantee that 
We show you every fee that will be associated with the loan, the lender's origination fee, stack sources origination fee, and we're not hiding fees. Uh, and you can actually hide fees inside the interest rate. So you're getting the best rate at stack sources. because we're not hiding an extra fee inside the interest rate. Um, the other way that we're different is we have this portal. Um, so real estate investors are clicking get a loan on our website, or they're using one of our tools for loading up loan quotes on listing platforms. And you're getting access to multiple financing options and seeing what lenders are potentially a match for your deal. And then you can see those lenders making you offers, which you can compare and analyze in our platform. So that's, there's a speed and a transparency to this that we're really trying to push to put everything in the borrower's favor and putting everything in the borrower's favor is lenders actually like that we're more efficient and we give them a clean package immediately. And so lenders love it as well, but we're, we're on the borrower's side and we're unapologetic about it. No, I like that. That's great because I do feel like a lot of times the mortgage broker, like we get it, that we know they're getting uh, fees here and there that aren't disclosed in the commercial side of the business. And, um, you know, I don't really mind that if people are making money, but at the end of the day, I, it, it doesn't seem to work out to my best interest. Um, and we, uh, we like our relationships with certain brokers and we're, we're big with a couple uh, banks that have worked well for us, but I would say it's pretty uncommon for us to borrow from the same bank more than twice, you know, they're yeah. really, cause they change their terms. They change how bullish they are on certain areas and things like that. And then just other banks pop up with far better terms, you know, and, more aggressive terms. So I, I love this, you know, this type of technology is very popular these days. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like Zillow in a way, like you used to need to call up a realtor and get the big book to look at real estate years ago. Now, you know, you go on Zillow now and you, that's really how you find your, your real estate yeah. is the residential place. Or, you know, even just like with buying a car, there's like kind of similar structures like this, right? And, and so this makes a lot of sense. This structure has worked in other industries. Um, and, uh, it sounds like, and I guess there are competitors in the in the uh, residential space doing this, something similar to this. Uh, but oh, then, yeah. you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of them out there. But in the commercial space, I don't really know of anyone else doing this. I, I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. I don't want you to name your competitors here. You know, like, am I am I off there? Is are you kind of one? Well, of the well let me let me say, you're absolutely right that. Industry after industry, there are a couple of things like it's not just about the fact that you can click a button. That's not that's not the magic here. Right. Because, you know, we yes, we've all grown up with technology now and certainly the next generation. They're going to expect that you can click a button and ha make things happen. Uh, some of the magic, a lot of the magic is in feedback loops. If you think about Uber, you know, if it's the exact same price as a taxi, like you're going to care about a couple of things. Like, first of all, which one's going to get to me first? Is it going to be the taxi or, or the Uber? It's not just, oh, I, I like clicking a button. No, that's not it. Is it going to get to you faster? Is it going to be more reliable? And then like the ratings of the drivers, like, can I tell Uber whether I'm having a good rating or a bad rating? Uh, and, you know, you can get in a, a taxi and that taxi could be a really bad experience. There's, he's going to be like, you know, braking really hard and you're going to feel sick in the backseat. And, you know, it's going to be, loud on the phone and you can have a bad experience, but you could never know because there's no ratings. There's no feedback loop. These people are not kept accountable. So there's something to it, keeping the industry accountable and the players of the industry accountable, keeping lenders accountable is really important. Um, you know, in residential mortgage, the most valuable company now is rocket mortgage. They're worth $50 billion because they brought the process online. They made the closing and the underwriting a little bit less painful. They, they shaved days off the process. And 
shaving days off the process is one of these things that can make your real estate investing business more effective and you can win more deals because you know the brokers now know that you can close i mean this just there's so much here to want to run your business the right way right above and beyond hey let's not miss some advantageous cost of capital and pay more in interest rate or get lower leverage just because i'm not feeling out the market mm -hmm. i actually rocket mortgage was exactly what came to mind uh, as far as a comparable system in, in the residential space and you see them everywhere. They really came in and oh, yeah. took a lot of market share. In fact, I was kind of curious. I, I actually ended up applying on their site because I thought maybe they had something that other brokers didn't, but they ended up being just the same. Like if you don't fit in the box, you don't fit in the box, you know? Yeah. So, um, uh, but yes, yeah, so that that's, if it worked for them, right. I mean, then the commercial space is even larger, you know, the loan sizes are much larger. So therefore the, the potential here with this business could be, uh, much larger. How, how long have you guys uh, been around? So we launched in 2017. Uh, the team at that time was me and two software engineers mm -hmm. with a prototype that was like duct taped together, like barely working. We like barely had any lenders on the platform to start. Fast forward to 2021 and we've got hundreds of lenders active on our platform. And in commercial, it, you're right with Rocket Mortgage, by the way, it's like there are like two or three or four different loan programs that you may get it from a different lender and like the pricing may be slightly different, but mm -hmm. there's only a few different underwriting boxes. In commercial, when you have hundreds of lenders, they all have a different underwriting box yeah. and it can vary quarter to quarter. Like, you know, some regional bank that you love working with, their credit committee, not your loan officer, don't they? You know, usually if something goes wrong with the bank, it's not it may not be your loan officer's fault, but usually not. There's a credit committee. There's a chief credit officer and his committee that decides we're overexposed in multifamily. We need more of these types of properties or we need properties in that county. You don't know how their credit box may be changing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, now I would say our platform's like vastly more powerful and valuable than it was when we were starting in 2017, because we represent all these hundreds of different lenders, their different credit boxes and different leverage points and all of this. 2017, me and a couple software engineers with a dream, uh, launched this thing, started getting some small loans in the middle of nowhere done where brokers weren't helping people anyway. And we've really built up from there. Yeah, that's interesting too, because you go out to some of these rural markets. Uh, I, for one, invest in, in Southern Vermont as a rural market here. It is hard to get the right banking relationships in place. I'd yes. say I tried maybe 15 different banks and ended up with one credit union that was able to service me very right. nicely. But I'll, it was not easy getting here. And if we didn't have a $17 million portfolio behind us and a 10-year track record, I don't think I would have gotten it. would have been even harder. Yeah, yeah it would have been even harder. Um, we're working on our first loan in North Dakota right now. Uh, at this point, we are very much nationwide. We've closed loans in like 34 different states. Uh, but the, the further out you go from the city centers, um, you're going to find that that number of calls that you need to make to find a lender, just a lender that's going to give you a good term sheet, mm -hmm. it's going to increase and it's going to multiply. Um, and uh, so we, we heard from another client that they called 41 different institutions before coming to Stacksource. And we have the term sheet within a week. Um, because you just don't, we, we have at this point, north of 20 professionals working at Stacksource and it's all we do full time. We're not looking for deals. We are not, you know, competing on, you know, trying to syndicate equity. We're just looking at financing and talking to lenders all day, every day. And we, we talk to 900 lenders now. And 
you know, you can you can make calls, but you're not going to make 900 calls and get all the same lenders that we have, um, nor should you. I mean, that's not the best use of time for a real estate investor. You should be going and getting more equity. You should be going and finding more deals and you shouldn't be making 900 calls to lenders. Now, when should an, when should I go to StackSource and, and start the process? Like, let's say I'm shopping around for a deal. I don't quite have it under contract yet. Should I go on and make, fill out an application? Can I even do that yet without a property or, or how would that work? Uh, it'll depend a little bit on the type of deal. Uh, if you're talking about ground up construction, for instance, mm-hmm. we'd love to chat early and, and talk about the underwriting and start to figure out whether that underwrite, underwriting makes sense, but it's going to be a long process. Um, you need to get to a point where um, you know, you're going to take away a lot of risk on the deal and the entitlements and the, and the construction permits before a lender is going to commit to you. On an acquisition deal, light value add or certainly stabilized, I, I'll, I'll answer stabilized to next. If you've got a stabilized deal, multifamily, it's 90 plus percent occupied. If it's yeah. going to have a loan of at least a million dollars on it, mm-hmm. we can get an instant quote. Um, and that is where like, you know, Rocket Mortgage and Better Mortgage, they can give you an instant quote online. We can do that for a 90% occupied multifamily where you just want a current underwriting, you want a non-recourse loan. And yeah. we do that with like the credit box of Freddie, Freddie Mac small balance loans. And we can, we can instantly quote that product. Um, when you're talking about, well, I'm not going with the agency route. I'm not going to go with a Freddie, you know, instant quote here. Um, usually you want to have an accepted offer or, or you want to be in like a best in final with a broker. Um, because you, if you're just underwriting a deal and you're going to underwrite like 20 more deals before you finally get one (laughs) under contract, um, you're going to burn your credibility and we don't want to see you do that. Like asking lenders for quotes over and over, you should come to your stack source capital advisor, as a matter of fact, and chat Mm -hmm. about financing strategy for all 20 that you're looking at Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, Hey, I'm going to come back to you three times a week for different quotes on all of these. And the lenders will start to see, oh, it's this guy wasting our time and we're not going to respond. We should talk about strategy for all 20 and what loan programs are available. When you start to get hone in on an accepted offer, that's when you're going to get live quotes from multiple lenders Mm -hmm. that will actually compete for that particular acquisition financing. Wow, that's amazing. So you you can even, uh, if you're working closely with with StackSource, you can even actually uh, get kind of run some ideas by you get a little bit of guidance from your group there and have someone kind of advise you a little bit um on the right strategy to get the mortgage that's that's very impressive that's uh a nice service you put out there i really like that i think every single real estate investor should have that kind of conversation with somebody a capital advisor at stack source would be someone you can have that conversation with that's an expert they've been lenders they've been mortgage brokers they're working on financing every day if it's not us talk to an experienced real estate investor that's doing more deals than you talk to talk to one of your relationship lenders about what they're seeing. If you're not doing that a few times a year, you're giving yourself, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're going to have old financing assumptions in your, you know, pro forma Excel that's sitting on your computer. And it's going to have six months ago, capital markets assumptions Mm -hmm. when the market may have shifted. Treasury rates may be different. What the federal reserve said a couple of weeks ago is going to impact this you know, how healthy is the, the mortgage-backed security market? These are things that a financier will know. Yeah. Um, and you can talk strategy with them and nobody's going to get, as a matter of fact, they're going to love hearing from you, you know, every couple of months, a few times a year to talk strategy. And then especially when you come back with your deal, 
you know, you've already talked about the basics of where the market is and it, and then it's, and then it becomes about, okay, let's maximize and let's execute on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Now what's the minimum loan amount? What's your maximum loan amount? We have no minimum loan amount per se. Um, if you're doing, uh, now with your couple of things we can't do, um, we cannot finance multifamily that's less than five units. Um, so if it's a duplex, Unfortunately, we can't help. Um, you need to be five units or more to be in commercial mortgage territory. You right. technically can get a commercial mortgage for less than five units, but we can't do it. Uh, it's, we're not you know, residential mortgage brokers and we're not going to touch it. Um, if you're doing the very smallest commercial deals at like one hundred and two hundred thousand dollar you know, value of the building, that becomes difficult too. Um, if you really need the guidance and the help, um, we'd set up a situation where there's a minimum fee we're charging because the 1% fee on a, you know, hundred grand is not, uh, yeah. is not going to, and, and it's also harder to find a lender that's going to underwrite yeah. that well. So we're going to have to negotiate and roll up our sleeves and make our rent lender relationships do a favor. And for that reason, um, you know, there's a, there's a minimum fee, uh, for the smallest deals. What well, we have done deals as small as a quarter million dollars, but you're, you're paying more than 1% of that. Yeah, understandable. And then on the maximum size, I guess, really sky's the limit. Depends on the lender and the borrower and if you, the deal, of course. And I yeah. Um, yeah, I, no maximum per se either. Um, the largest loan that we have done so far this year was a $58 million construction loan for uh, a new student housing tower in Texas. Um, and so, you know, it, it's the sky is the limit in real estate. Um, and, you know, in the middle market where you know, there are some of these like large towers in like, you know, cities. Um, it's still advantageous to go and check that you have the best market financing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those people we find sometimes they want to get through the advice type of conversation much more quickly. It's like, all right, guys, we know this. We've done 100 loans. Right. Who do you have for me today? What yeah. capital sources out there that I don't know about today? That that ends up becoming the conversation with these $60 million loans. Yeah, I like those uh, clients, the real experienced ones. When I got on the phone with the guys, they're like, yeah, I've been buying real estate my own whole life. I own as much as you own. What do you got? I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you got? <laughs> That's my type of guy. All right, very cool, Tim. So how can people connect with you and uh, learn more about you and, and apply for a loan possibly? Yeah. Uh, so stacksource.com is our website. Um, my email address, if you'd like to reach me directly, is tim at stacksource.com, T-I-M at stacksource.com. Uh, tim Malazzo, search that on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, or Twitter, and I will be the first one up. Um, but uh, stacksource.com should be a good hub you know, to start or, or even to just read our blog about what's happening in the financing market. Very cool. Very cool. I'm going to talk to my business partner about this, and we're buying about three to four apartment buildings a year. So uh, I pay boat broker fees all the time and uh, I, I enjoy the, the process and the service, but it sounds like I might get a little more bang for my buck uh, when I'm working for you here. So uh, working with you. So we'll, we'll definitely consider uh, going to stacksource.com and filling out an application. And I think we're going to possibly do some business together. Aaron, uh, as two uh, Jersey guys that both, as we were talking before, uh, lived in the same town in New Jersey, looking over New York, um, you know, we should, we should get together and, uh, maybe do some business and, and hopefully somebody learned something here, uh, just about financing and, and the need to find the best financing. Let's maximize some returns. Absolutely. Absolutely. My friend. All right. Thank goodness for Jersey. <laughs> it gets a bad rap, but I'll tell you, it's a nice place. You know, <laughs> some of the people are very, very nice.
<laughs> some of them are some of them are <laughs> all right thank you so much tim for your time and thank you listeners for tuning into the passive cash flow podcast brought to you by people's capital group and you can learn more about investing in real estate with people's capital group at our website peoplescapitalgroup.com and there we buy apartment buildings all the time with passive investors. We have in-house management, a podcast that comes out every two weeks, webinars every month. So uh, take advantage of our free education, our content there, and see if what we do is a fit for your investment goals at peoplescapitalgroup.com. Thanks a lot, Tim. Thanks, Aaron.